good everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyrus. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so much for joining us. We got a pretty interesting show tonight. On tonight's show, I'll talk about our main story, the end of the DVD era, some great memories of VHS tapes and DVDs in professional wrestling. Plus, I'll talk AEW about Brian Danielson and the TBS title tournament. I'll go to SmackDown and talk about Drew McIntyre and Tony Storm, as well as this week in wrestling history and my parting shot on an incident <clears throat> at a house show that just cost somebody their job. But first, let's go to Raw, and I got a lot to get off my chest this week. Let's talk about creative, quote-unquote. As I mentioned several weeks ago, there is no such thing as, quote-unquote, creative. They're just a bunch of Harvard educated hacks who couldn't write scripts if their lives depended on it, but they're looking for their next Netflix deal or something. Well, anyway, they made the ultimate booking mistake as far as I'm concerned over and over again. You got a hot main event with Kevin Owens and Big E. That should be on last. That's booking 101. If you're putting together a card, that big bout should be last. That is your main event. But no, they put it on first. Why? Is there something exciting going on at the end of the second hour that's more important than a cage match? And the answer was no. There was nothing going on at the end of hour number three. <laughs> that would warrant the cage match to be on first? No, that's a stupid mistake. And once again, they're doing it over and over and over again. The cage match should have been last. Or put Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan last, not first. You don't put a cage match first. Why? That's stupid. Once again, it's the quote-unquote creative team, those Harvard-educated script-writing hacks that make me puke. To be quite honest with you, they couldn't write wrestling of their lives dependent on it as far as I'm concerned. Creative. Give me a break. Stop making that stupid booking decision like that. The cage match should have been last, last, not first. Moving on, let's talk about character development. Queen Selena. Now, here's a good opportunity for Selena Vega to really step up as Queen Selena Vega, to have a real royal type of attitude and to really exert herself to get revenge for her being leaving the WWE, being departed, being released from the WWE. This was the ultimate comeback. But boy, did they drop the ball. Yeah, she's the one half of the women's tag team champions. But what's up with this fake British accent that she's trying to have? Why are you forcing that on her? Give me a break. Let her be as natural as you can get. She's arrogant. She's full of conceit, just like her tag team partner, Carmella, and that's perfect for their character development. Not this fake British accent. Really? Are, is there something going on in the creative department that think that this is funny? Really? First off, that kills the Selena Vega character right there. She does not need to have a fake British accent. She is the queen. She could be any type of queen. 
All you have to do is come up with something instead of being the hack that it always has been. Give me a break, creative, with that garbage. Fake British accent. Really? But, oh, that's not all, folks. That's not all. Let's talk about a the R.K. Bronomit. Really? Really? You... Ugh. My God, creative. The RK Bronomit. Four teams battling it out to see in a tournament to see who gets the next shot at RK Bro, okay? You can have a tournament. A tournament. That's all you need to do. You can call it a tournament because that's what it is. A tournament. A four-team tournament. But no, we got to get silly as Riddle is. RK Bronomit. Uh, Randy, I mean, this RKO Bronomit, I can't even say it. it sounds stupid. Come on, Randy, and the blazer thing. Let me, let me digress on this blazer thing. It's stupid. It is stupid. Randy did not want to wear the blazer. Don't put the blazer on him. He doesn't want to wear a blazer. But Riddle wants to be too silly to be serious, wants him to wear a blazer. What do you think this is, Monday Night Football? Give me a break from the 70s, really? Really? And the RK Bronomit, bro, and Randy, it's it's getting more annoying. It's brutal. You, you got to be uh, serious about your tag team here. As far as I'm concerned, RK Bronomit is stupid. It's pointless. Yeah, the team uh, team wins to get a title shot. I don't know who they are. Quite frankly, I could care less at this point because once they said the words RK Bronomit, I was like, time to turn this off. Give me a break, creative. Really? Is this the best you could do, creative? You Harvard-educated script-writing hacks? Let's get real with that. Give me a break. Ugh. Glad I got that off my chest this week. Well, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, our main story, it's the end of the DVD era. We'll be right back in just a moment here on Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Hello, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skybers, and Anchor.fm is the place to be for original broadcasting. And oh, by the way, have you ever thought about doing your own podcast? We'll do it right here on Anchor.fm. It's free. It's easy. All you have to do is go to Anchor.fm, sign yourself up today, and they'll help you create your own podcast and and, uh, release it through your streaming service, such as Spotify, Apple, Google, and other streaming services. It's your one place to get your podcast up and running. Anchor.fm. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyrus. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get to the main story this week. And I was reading on Facebook, Fightful.com, I believe was the source, that the WWE is stopping the releasing of their events on DVD. It is now going to be exclusively on streaming services like Peacock. Oh, dear God. First off, it's the end of an era for for the DVDs. You know, 
when I started out watching professional wrestling, the only source that we had is either you taped it on television through a VHS recorder, or you could go, if it's a big event like WrestleMania, you could go to your local video store. I remember distinctly, and I'm going to bring this up on the uh, March edition, excuse me, on the uh, this month's edition of uh, Nitro Memories on WrestleMania 3. I'll give you a little tidbit on it. It took me almost two months to wait for WrestleMania 3 to be available to rent because once it hit that shelf, it was rented out each and every weekend. And every wrestling fan knew if you wanted the latest event, you put it on, you wait for the VHS to come out, you get it, you rent it, and you watched it. Now, back in the day, VHSs were like 50 bucks. 50, imagine trying to get WrestleMania 3. That was almost $50, $60 right there. Then came the DVD era, and once again, you can rent or buy it, and it was cheaper. I remember getting uh, wrestling titles on DVD. They were cool. Plus, you had the option of going fast forward, rewind, and all that type of good stuff. Plus, they had extras on the DVDs. But I guess now we're all going to streaming services like Peacock, who always keeps constantly interrupting the Coliseum video stuff and then resumes it, you know, all those technical difficulties that really frustrate you. Anyway, um, it's an era that came to an end. I mean, I can understand now that we're doing the streaming services, pay a certain amount a month, and you can stream away. Please. Back in the day, old school, we waited for the VHS to come out, and we were glad that when we had the opportunity to rent that VHS copy of WrestleMania 3, that was the best day of the week when you had it and you went home and you watched it. And you can rewind it or fast forward it, but also be kind. Please rewind. Remember, you it was a 50-cent charge to re not rewind when you return to the video store it's not rewound that's a 50 cent charge the next time you rent videos i remember that very well as well so here's to the end of the dvd era we say thank you for providing boundless entertainment hours with us professional wrestling fans we're and when the streaming in who knows but all good things had to come to an end and the dvd era as well as the DVD players are unfortunately coming to an end. Uh, it's just the end of an era. And that is your main story for this week. Let's focus now on some AEW now. Let's talk about Brian Danielson. Have you noticed the vicious mean streak that is in him now? This will bring him the AEW title, and I'm saying this right now. Winter coming, we will crowd a new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Brian Danielson has the vicious streak back in him, and that is going to be too much for Adam Page to handle. And the hangman is going to find out how vicious and how low down Daniel Bryan can get. And believe me, if you haven't seen it in the last couple weeks, you should. Because I'm telling you right now, this mean streak of Daniel Bryan's, no doubt, is going to bring him 
the AEW World Heavyweight Championship at Winter Coming. You heard it from me first. You're looking at a new world's champion at Winter Coming. Excuse there, I'll take some swig of a little water. All right, moving on. Excuse me. Let's talk about the Jurassic Express. I know Christian has been helping them as of late as a mentor and uh, guiding them along, but does his help help them or hurt their chances at the Tag Team Championship? Well, quite honestly, I think it helps them tremendously. Here's Christian, a man of experience. He knows tag team wrestling inside and out. And I believe that his knowledge that he's imparting now on the Jurassic Express is definitely going to give them the upper edge to go against the AEW Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, in the very near future. I think this is the winning formula for the Jurassic Express to finally get over that hump and become the new AEW Tag Team Champions. Now, finally, let's talk about the TBS Championship. Whoever wins the TBS title, will they be the one to to dethrone Dr. Britt Baker, DMD? Well, let's take a look at our semifinalist, Ruby Soho. She nearly became uh, AEW Women's Champion back at Arthur Ashe Stadium in September. She has a solid chance at it if there's not if there's not any type of interference. We hope, but highly unlikely that's going to happen. You have Nyla Rose, power, strength, size. Yes, but can she finish off Dr. Britt Baker, who could be just as vicious as Nyla Rose? You got Jane Cargill. Uh, Cargill, excuse me. The TBS tell that bleep show, as she calls herself. She is that bleep. I'm not going to use the curse word on here, but... um. Jay Cargill, big, strong, tough, very athletic, has an attitude, maybe more of an attitude than Dr. Britt Baker. And, of course, he he has that attorney, smart Mark Sterling. God. Okay, so he's an attorney. So be it. But she's got the ability, the talent, and the drive that will – Put her over the top, quite possibly, in winning the AEW Women's Championship. And you got Thunder Rosa. Remember, Thunder Rosa beat her in my pick for match of the year back in March on Thunder in the Falls Count Anywhere non-sanctioned fight. She could pull it off as well. Those are four tough, legit contenders. So I'm saying, yeah, it could happen. It could very well happen. We may see maybe Jane Cargill become the AEW Women's World's Champion. Thunder Rosa could become the next champion. Any of those four could become the next champion. Dr. Britt Baker needs to pay attention to this because those are hungry competitors. And now that they're the TB, one of them could be the TBS champion. No doubt about it. They're going to be on the trail of Dr. Britt Baker and her AEW Women's Championship. So, yeah, they can be the ones that can dethrone Dr. Britt Baker 
DMD. Like I said, Dr. Britt Baker better start paying attention to those final four. And that is AEW for this week. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. We're going to go to SmackDown. We'll talk about Drew McIntyre. Is he getting a raw deal on SmackDown? Plus, we'll talk about the tag team division on SmackDown and more coming up on this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Stay tuned. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers. And folks, if you want your podcast, if you ever wanted a podcast and put it out there, then it's simple. It's anchor.fm. Go to their website, anchor.fm. You can put it on Google. It'll take you right there. Sign up today. It's free. It's easy. You can set up your own podcast in minutes, and you're off and running. And it streams on all streaming services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services, anchor.fm. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Let's now go to SmackDown this week. Let's talk about Drew McIntyre. Is he getting a raw deal on SmackDown? I'm going to say yes. I think that here's a guy that is a former world's heavyweight champion. Think about this. He is a former world's champion. He comes on SmackDown as one of the prize picks in the draft. And what have they done for, with him lately? Nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, come on. You put him out of the Battle Royal. Why? I don't know. He has won open challenges. Okay, that's great. But does that help him move on to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal title? Not really. I think he's getting a raw deal on this, and I don't know why SmackDown is dropping the ball with uh, with Drew McIntyre. This guy is a former world's champion. He has what it takes to be the universal champion. Maybe they're waiting for somewhere down the road, maybe WrestleMania. Well, that's uh, reserved for The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Maybe next year's SummerSlam. I don't know. But from my vantage point, I think he is getting a raw deal on SmackDown, and they better start straightening that situation up real quick. All right, let's talk about uh, tag, the tag team division. There's a lot of tag team turmoil going on in that tag team division. Is there any team that stands out to beat the Usos? Well, you got the New Day. They just won a triple threat match last night on SmackDown to prove that they're the best team in the WWE. Yeah, they beat them, what, once or twice now? Yeah, they may be able to beat them, but what's the real consequence in that? Well, they what, 15-time World Tag Team Champions? King Woods now got a brand-new crown on his head? You got the Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. I mean, they're a good, solid team. But they haven't gotten past mid-card status yet. You've got um, the Alpha Academy. Uh, next, please. Next. You've got Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Rick Boogs. Next, please. Maybe Los Lotharios, who just had their undefeated streak snapped this past Wednesday night. Maybe. So, um, 
there's a lot of good team, I mean, a lot of teams out there, but there's just so much turmoil going on. I don't know if any team's going to stand out and challenge the Usos for the tag team champions. I mean, tag team championships. I don't know. Maybe some new team might come in here. Who knows? But I'll tell you one thing. There's a lot of turmoil going on in the tag team division, and the Usos are on top, and I don't see any other teams that are challenging for the tag team titles in the near future. Maybe it's another long reign for the Usos as the SmackDown Live tag team champions. And finally here on SmackDown, let's talk about Tony Storm. Is she ready to contend for the women's title after what I saw Friday night? No, I don't think Tony Storm is ready yet. I would say give her about six months, maybe a year, and Tony Storm will be ready. But Charlotte Flair, have you noticed the, the now vicious attitude that she's had lately? Charlotte Flair almost put put <laughs> punted uh, Tony Storm's head right through the ring post last night. Tony Storm did okay, but there were times where there was a little hesitation on her part. What she needs is more experience, more experience against Charlotte Flair. Like I said, give her about six months, maybe a year. We could see an upset. You never know, but as far as her contending for the title, uh, I probably see it probably around six months to a year down the road, but not now. Not now. And that is SmackDown for this week. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk about what's going on on my YouTube channel, as well as my column this Sunday on the Daily Chinlock, and we'll have this week in wrestling history and our parting shot. Stay tuned. More of Saturday evenings with the Nitro in just a moment. Hello, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skybers. For, um, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor.fm. Folks, if you ever want to get your podcast out there to the all your streaming services, Anchor.fm is the place to be. It's free. It's easy to sign up. And they'll help you get started with your podcast. And it's all available on all streaming services, including Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. What are you waiting for? Do it today. Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. And now let me, before we go on to this week in wrestling history, let's talk about what's going on on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash paulskyvers. Coming up on Christmas Day, December 25th, on the next From the Mind of the Nitro, I will announce my 2021 Wrestler of the Year. Who will it be? Find out on Christmas Day. Plus, on Nitro Memories is a two-part special. We'll look at March 1987. Part one, we'll look at WrestleMania three. Part two, we'll look at what is happening in the rest of the wrestling world in March of 1987. That'll be on a special two-part edition of Nitro Memories. Both of these videos will be out Christmas Day on YouTube.com slash Paul Skybers. 
Now, of course, I also have my column Sunday mornings with the Nitro at WordPress.com slash the Daily Chinlock. Tomorrow morning, I will announce the wrestlers to look out for in 2022. Don't miss it. Go to WordPress.com slash the Daily Chinlock and read the Sunday mornings with the Nitro. Thank you very much for listening and reading. Now let's move on to this week in wrestling history. Covering this week from, from December 5th, I believe, to December 11th, not to, to December 11th. So let's begin. On December 9th, 1979, in Toronto, Canada, Pat Patterson defeated Bob Backlund by countout in a World Wrestling Federation title match. Bob Backlund retained the championship. On December 8, 1978, in Atlanta, Georgia, Thunderbolt Patterson teamed with Tony Atlas to defeat Ole Anderson and Stan the Lariat Hansen. On December 11, 1974, in Lubbock, Texas, Ricky Romero and Moose Morosky defeated Goliath and Alex Perez. On December 11, 1976, in Chicago, Illinois, Nick Bockwinkle and Ray the Crippler Stevens defeated Vern Gagne and Ernie the Cat Lad by disqualification. And finally, it was this day yesterday, 1973, in New York City, Madison Square Garden, that Bruno San Martino defeated Stan the Man Stasiak to end Stan's nine-day reign as the World Wide Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. Stan won the belt back on December 1st, 1973 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the arena, defeating Pedro Morales. And that is your This Week in Wrestling History. <clears throat> now let's move on to our parting shot for this week. As everyone knows by now, Jeff Hardy was released by the WWE, I believe, yesterday. Jeff Hardy was at a house show in Texas, I believe, involved in a six-man tag with Drew McIntyre and King Woods against the Bloodline. Jeff Hardy appeared to be, uh, quote-unquote, sluggish and a little erratic. And then right in the middle of a match, when he made the tag to Drew McIntyre, he laid there for a few moments outside on the apron and then proceeded to leave the ring area, go over the guardrail, and proceeded to leave the building. Now, that is a no-no in this business. That, that gets you fired in this sport. Trust me on that. You do not walk out on a match unless it's script or unless they put it in an angle. But there was no angle to this. As we know that Jeff Hardy has had problems in the past. I won't get into it, but I believe this is going to be the last straw for him. Why would you want to bring him back now after he just walked out in the middle of a match for some unknown reason? I wish Jeff the best of luck. I hope he's doing well, and uh, hopefully he'll have a bright future. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't think he's going to be coming back to the World Wrestling Entertainment, if at all. You just don't walk out in the middle of a match for some unknown reason and have a behavior that Jeff Hardy displayed during that six-man tag at a house show, You're, it, that looked that was real. It was a real-life situation. So, 
As far as I'm concerned, like I said, I don't think Jeff Hardy's going to be back in the WWE anytime soon, or if at all. And that is my parting shot for this week. And that's it for this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers. Until next Saturday evening, saying so long, everybody, for Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you.